Can you hear the dog barking in the background? No, not currently. Okay. Okay. She stopped for a second. All right. Was was the dog actually barking, or is this an imaginary dog? <laughs> no, she's out there barking. There, mm. there are raccoons behind the house. So I think you're imagining a lot of things. She's not barking. Like. She's not barking at nothing. <laughs> yeah. The people behind us across the alley feed the raccoons. <laughs> Oh god, that is so wrong! <laughs> isn't and yeah, idea. isn't the whole point of raccoons that they just sort of scavenge around and feed themselves? Like, why do they need that's people's the help? Whole, that is the yes, that's that's like that's their what raccoons their are for raison d'être, right? Like that's what they do. <laughs> it's all they do. They don't feel pity. They don't feel remorse, and they will never no, ever sure don't. stop. And they don't care about the dogs barking at them. Mm. No, not a little bit. They look scared. They're not even, they're not the slightest bit concerned about the dogs barking at them. And and I will go out there and I will say, stop barking at them. They do not care. <laughs> How do the dogs react Vicky to that? Vicky had a, a pit bull, like a, like a big, beefy pit bull. And the raccoons would just sit on the fence and hiss at it. And it would bark. <laughs> and it'd be like, okay, Indy, you are no match for a pack like yeah. you're probably going to take a few down, but this is this is not a fight you want. It's no, it's no, brutal. it's a, it's a there are yeah. no winners. No. Well, this is starting off as a great technology podcast. Let me tell you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What's the what's the technological <laughs> solution to raccoons? Robot robot dogs. <laughs> is it is it a, is it a yeah. Mac Pro? Tell me, it's a Cy- Mac it's Pro. cyber dog actually. Zing. <laughs> oh, there you go. God, wow, you brought oh, it around yeah. to 1995. Deep cut. Deep yeah. cut from from, yeah, from uh, returning guest. Can we, we say his name? I don't know. I, yeah, you could say my name. Yeah, I'm heavily modulating his voice, so he sounds like he's on the witness paternal. <laughs> yeah. Wait, right. that's an option? You could have been modulating my voice all along? What do you think I've been doing, man? Like, it, Have oh, you listened to the podcast? I don't listen. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. I don't listen you to the podcast. You sound amazing. <laughs> it, takes, it takes some work. So I, so I think I should buy a Mac Pro and uh-huh. throw it at the raccoons. That sounds like a very good use of at least $6,000. I was going to mm-hmm. say I'm in the market for some, some cheese grating. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's not even that good at it, though. So, oh, well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, not designed for that. So, uh, apparently, it's very repairable, though. Uh, I fix it, took it apart, yeah. and says it's basically the most repairable Mac that Apple has made in. Mm-hmm. You know, a really long time, probably. Yeah, which is not is is saying something or is not saying something. I mean, I guess it's this. <laughs> it's both. Well, I mean, that falls out of the quote unquote modular design, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's you the know, thing. Yeah, it's more repairable. It's a giant box with a little cute handle on it that opens up, and you like. Have you looked at that thing? It looks like Lego. It's, oh yeah, it's, I saw one back yeah. in uh, back in June at the oh, nice. at the yeah. WWC. They had their little setup there, but yeah, I, I the. It makes me like I do have my old blue and white G three sitting here, which was a great computer for taking things apart and putting them back together again. But you know, this has yeah. sort of become the whole argument about the Mac Pro is like there's that small, very vocal group of people who want all Macs <laughs> to have this yeah. kind of design, uh, and the answer is nope. <laughs> That's not yeah. how this works yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's not. I think life has gone on for and and. <laughs> I don't know. I've talked about this before, but I've always had I had varying degrees of success with upgrading my last super upgradable machine, which was this. I think it's a sawtooth. And, you know, some of some of some of the upgrades work fine. And then you would run into someone, you know, a vendor of some sort of peripheral. And if you had added USB, a USB card to it, it would say, oh, we don't we don't 
support our device through a third-party USB card, you have to put it into the USB slot that was provided with the machine. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. You run into three of those, and you're like, well, now I'm screwed because I only have two USB slots on this machine, and <laughs> except for all these ones that I added that I can't seem to use with anything. Yeah, those uh, wasn't there like typically some problem with like off-brand RAM or something too. Like, yeah, there's yeah. I mean, there's always been yeah. supposed like, problems. I, I mean, you. I think you can buy the same brand that Apple uses, right? I mean, I think you can buy it from the same manufacturer, and it's still less than buying it from them. Almost certainly, and you know, the, a lot of RAM is fine. I put third-party RAM in this iMac when I bought it because it's like the only iMac you can do that. The 27-inch, I think, not even the the iMac Pro supports user serviceable ram actually is that right yeah which is a little wacky um but the the price i saw the other day somebody was posting the comparison of prices for uh buying ram upgrades for the mac pro and saying you could get basically spec out the same ram and save it was it was it was a bananas amount of money (laughs) it was something (laughs) like thousands upon thousands of dollars that you could save um by buying some third-party ram from like you know not not ir- unreputable places um yeah but like what was it okay here this was a, a nine to five mac article which said essentially if you want to add 256 gigabytes of memory uh apple charges six thousand dollars uh and they are quoting <laughs> one that you can buy uh that will save you nearly five thousand dollars which is like that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> is it is it ecc ram though is it yeah is it, it is it like equivalent it's a, i okay. think it's the same spec um they just use different density modules so like the other one you could buy uh and it would i think it would take up more slots so you wouldn't be able to upgrade upgrade even further after that but it would uh, be a lot cheaper yeah you'd be a little slower though probably just because of the on account of the way the mmu works the uh, yeah but you would also save yeah. five thousand dollars which may or may not be a big deal for you oh I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah sure no i'm not saying it's a, i'm not saying it's not a great thing to look into especially i mean if, if i don't know if you're going to kit out like 10 of these things well i mean if you're buying that, these, that starts to add up real quick right, right. and so. you know again the caveat here is like frankly if you're buying these things and putting that much money into it you're not probably spending your own money you're probably spending a company's money because yeah but somebody eventually is like the production I'm, i keep saying production because video seems to be the big or tv and movie making seems to be sort of the big customer but i mean you you still have a like a, a finite budget yeah sure but it's not like you know it, it's a different scale oh yeah definitely yeah. yeah i think i made a point on twitter the other day that like and i just guessed but it's basically the catering budget like for a week <laughs> it's not yeah. you know and that literally goes in and goes out like there's that there's no lasting value to that at all it's just a cost right. of doing business right so right. once you kit one of these out and it looks like it'll be good for i don't know maybe five years kind of thing even if you don't upgrade it again it still seems to have such a real leg up in terms of performance i think it'd be great for you know, yeah for a few years at least that's why i bought seven <laughs> i'm good yeah. there are seven raccoons <laughs> Seven Mac Pros for seven raccoons. That is the worst adaption of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers that I've ever seen. <laughs> I think I think certainly on the desktops, the RAM and hard drives should be upgradable. 
Um, well, so the, the, that is, that is my line in the sand and Apple has obviously gone past that line. Uh, I'm less, I'm, I, I would love it if that was true on the laptops as well, but I'm less, you know, given, given the smaller form factor, I feel like, okay, you can, you can make a case that, uh, if you want a really light laptop, which I really like having really light laptops, that it's much easier to configure one that, or, you know, the, design one that does not have replaceable parts that is smaller i mean i I, so i agree with you in principle uh i think apple has all probably run the numbers and said most people just don't do it so why i'm sure i'm sure that's but i I agree with you in the sense that like you can eke more life out of things by upgrading the ram or the uh the storage interestingly the ssd in the mac pro is the one thing you cannot upgrade because it's tied to the T2 security. Tied to the T2. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah. So that yeah. and that's going to be probably an increasing thing since that yep. that type of chip will be making its way across all of the products eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that's the yeah that's the future. Don't. Like, which is not going to get yeah. Yes, I mean, that's, yeah, that's it's a the good right thing. it's that's, the right way to do it. I think you should yeah. have you know a a decently sized internal SSD that is completely encrypted. Uh, via the T2 chip, so the keys aren't even available to Mac OS. Yeah, and external storage that is, you know, yeah. build your own somehow. Yeah, and, and fast. That's, and fast, yeah. And I think that works well for most people, certainly laptops, uh, especially if you start getting into sort of cloud, quote unquote, cloud storage stuff like iCloud Drive or Dropbox or that kind of thing, or offloading your photos. Yeah, uh, and you know, for if you're doing heavy duty professional work. You have a lot of drives. Yeah, like the whole thing of like, you know, one is none and two is one sort of credo <laughs> that video producers use. Like if you've only got one copy of something, you forget it. You've lost it. It's very close to Animal so, Farm, by the way. Uh, <laughs> close. Yeah. Two copies good. It's true. One copy bad. Yeah. I mean, from what I know of that industry, a lot of the horses do a lot of the work. Too, so. <laughs> They've come a long way since doing math problems for apples. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, like, what's interesting to me, like, you know, so <laughs> long-time listeners will remember my many travails upgrading the Mac Mini, which shows you, you should definitely oh, you spend... Have, do you have problems with your Mac Mini? I, You know, I know you don't listen to the show, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when I'm on it. Yeah, I, well, yeah, why would you bother? Uh, but, like, my point is, that was a computer that was nominally upgradable in many ways, but it was a headache to do. Um, and so, you know, could Apple design a better, you know, if they wanted to do make a trade off and make that computer larger and make it more modular, they could. But again, I think they've just run the numbers and said yeah. very few people upgrade storage or, or even But you memory. can upgrade that. You can, uh, again, you can upgrade that machine. You couldn't for a while, but now you can again. Yeah, but only some parts of it, I think. I don't know. It's Yeah. Well, yeah, but you can do the you can do the RAM and the hard drive again. Can you do the hard drive again? Okay. I'd forgot. I think so. I thought I that so. was because it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a T two chip in it. Yeah, it doesn't mm, no, I don't think so. Not, yeah. not yet, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I mean know, I when I say yet, probably... I just I am anticipating that across the line. That's all yes. I mean. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean that makes sense, right? Like why would you not uh roll that out yeah. eventually? It's just a matter of yeah. time. Um, actually, speaking of things that were rolling out, which I thought was an interesting story that was floating around today, there was... So usually I don't put a lot of stock in the patent filing thing, um, but this is the sort of ongoing talk about Apple doing a uh, fingerprint under the display mm-hmm. fingerprint scanner. But right. there was something in there that suggested that the the 16-inch MacBook Pro, which just came out, is already using 
essentially instead of using um uh like electrical conductivity which is what the touch id system used to use it's using an optical scanner to scan your fingerprint and build the model and that's suggesting like that's similar to the technology that could be used in an under display uh you know phone or something like that although i Mm -hmm. think some of the ones now i'm trying to remember i thought some of the ones were like ultrasonic some of the other ones that had been um uh, uh, used in other places like Samsung was using. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, technology. Ultrasonic seems quite prone to environmental distortion. But what do I know? I yeah. mean, that's. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I mean, way less than me and John. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're the experts. You're dealing here. with some real experts here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one was the problem because, like, so the one on the Samsung phone, one of the problems was if you put a screen protector on it and it trapped dirt underneath, like between, like the screen protector and the display, that could mm-hmm. cause problems either with failed readings or false positives. Thi- yeah, that was yeah, the thing could- that I didn't quite understand. Was like how that leads to like a false positive based on anybody's fingerprint. <laughs> But well, well, I think if you calibrate it without the screen and without the dust, and then you trap the dust, it's going to have like basically a dead pixel when reading it. But I mean, you can, you should be able to recalibrate and work around that. That seems like solvable in software. I don't know if that's a fundamentally bad hardware decision. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, you know, a lot of people talking about the going back to the the Touch ID thing in, you know, adding Touch ID in addition to Face ID or replacing Face ID. I, I'm pretty skeptical of it replacing Face ID. Just because... Why, why are people so bent out of shape about this? Why do people want that so much? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it yeah. works fine for me on my iPad. I mean, I'm... Sure. Yeah. It's it. been fine on the It works just as well as, as Touch ID. Touch ID does not always work. I yeah. mean, people, people seem to have this idea that Touch ID worked perfectly, and then Face ID showed up, and no, I can't, you know, it won't open when I'm, like, when I'm lying down and my face is half under my pillow. It's like, get out of the bathtub and, like, <laughs> try and unlock your phone with Touch ID. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Like, that's an environmental concern, right? right. Like, yeah, Touch ID didn't work when your hand was in a glove. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if anybody's visited Superman's Fortress of Solitude where I live. <laughs> it's Sometimes you want your gloves on. Yeah, so. yeah. I, no, I'm with, I think that they both probably have a roughly on par success rate. And so I can't yeah, see I why you so. would I, trade like, one for the other at that point. Right. Like, And there right. were some cases where there was awkwardness in like using Face ID for specific tasks. Like I know people who, who were frustrated trying to use it when, say, um, uh, if you can use your phone for public transit. Some people got annoyed because you have to unlock your phone before you can like place it on the reader. But then Apple added essentially a feature that lets you skip authentication for like you you do designate a card or something as your express transit card or whatever mm-hmm. and so you don't mm-hmm. have to authenticate for that usage and so it's like yeah so that that was just a another way around the problem rather than being like oh this system is broken because you can't do this one use case it's like what if we just design a different way to do that <laughs> and everyone's like oh well yeah that's fine okay i guess so <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean people have uh, a a bit of a, a fondness for the past no. It's, and despite when you go back, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it in this moment of political cultural history. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. Why, yeah, why, it's why like, would people long for, um, you know, not this timeline? Yeah. Well, okay. Now you're making me. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm longing for the past. <laughs> but I mean, there's like rose colored glasses, right? And uh, those don't work with face ID, by the yeah. way. <laughs> don't, don't work. Don't, don't work. <laughs> 
they do work with Touch ID. That, that's why Touch okay. ID is perfect. Okay, I take it back. You've, you've talked me into it. They do not affect Touch ID at all. Guys, we always call it gloves, however. Yeah. Guys, it's different for a long time. Thing. He forgets how this show operates. Yeah. <laughs> or does not. Mostly yeah. not. Yeah, well, anyways, I, I'm... I really want a one of the laptops with a uh, Touch ID thing, which John, you have, right? So yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I do covet that on my on my MacBook Air. Yeah, that no, new it's... MacBook 16 is seems amazing to me. Yeah, I, it is. I was just writing up my uh, column for this week for MacWorld about sort of like the big, you know, biggest Apple decisions and and moves and stuff in 2019, and I think. Uh, the combining sort of the Mac Pro and the MacBook Pro as like the Apple's kind of love letter to pros this year, mm-hmm. I think that is a big deal for the company. Like it really, yeah. it was you know especially because there was so much flack taken over a lot of the decisions in the last couple of years, and so mm-hmm. this yeah. is one of those I think things. And deservedly, I mean, sure, yeah, but it was also yeah. a long. Do you think burn so? I, to... I think some of it. So some of it was certainly deserved, and some of it I think was. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if it was as deserved as it was um, a rallying cry. People wanted it improved, and certainly there was issues with it, but I don't know if it was as bad as everybody sort of wanted it to be. Are you suggesting there is Which a aspect? small but vocal minority? The, 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 the previous gen, like basically once the, uh, once the touch bar shipped, everybody just started complaining. And <laughs> the, the trick about the touch bar was like, that's, they get the actual touch bar, it's the, the controller chip that was fascinating and it telegraphed the, the future of the product line i think this one's don't get me wrong i think it's a huge improvement and uh i don't have one yet but i will get one soon and i'm super excited for it uh i'm just not convinced that things were quite as bad as everybody wanted to say they were well i think on the desktop they were though Oh, on the desktop? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm specifically talking yeah, about you were the previous specifically Ma- talking about the Mac Pro. And, 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 and I think, I mean, for me, I was talking a little bit about both um, okay. yeah. leading into this as Pro in general. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I think it was much worse on the desktop than on the Oh, laptop. yeah. That, that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. The, the MacBook Pro, I think they could have done a much better job. But I don't think, I think that's based and appropriately so on high expectations for Apple's ability to deliver. Right quality and it fell a little short of that i think it shall fell short of people's expectations which is fair and valid and worth a complaint how far short it fell i think was maybe exaggerated by the fact that they are so rarely missed that mark and to see them executing again now uh, at that level that meets or exceeds i think is uh reinvigorating Uh, like the imac pro was i think the first one that came out again that i was like okay this is pretty amazing uh Certainly, this new Mac Pro is. I don't know how. I don't know what its impact on the actual Pro market is going to be. Because, you know, right? I don't know how. I mean, how many people so, are really so high end? Take, it's takes so a little, high but but yeah. as a as a flag in the sand, yeah, statement, a yeah. statement. It is it is amazing, and and for that alone, I think it's worth yeah. it. But when, when, when you go back, when you go back to when this did not exist, and and the iMac Pro also did not exist. Yeah, and the trash can Mac Pro was very long in the tooth and not, yeah, configurable the way people wanted it to be. Uh, yeah. That was kind of a, right. Well, there was, there, there was a concerted effort there too, and like a long burn too, right? Because you know Apple identified that problem. They had that roundtable like two and a half mm-hmm. years ago, and the answer was, look, we need. They realized we need. They needed to make some changes, 
but they also you can't just turn around and ship an iMac Pro in like two two months, right? Like yeah. that's the other thing is people always you know forget about the time to build the like d- design test build these things right so they're like oh this is broken what if they just released one that had the old keyboards like you can't just you can't just shove it in there (laughs) like that's not how this works Uh, in the words of Han solo that's not how the force works nice (laughs) pertinent (laughs) i think now we gotta get star trek in (laughs) yeah exactly well i'll work on it Uh, i know know you're you're yeah already (laughs) that's for for the other show but oh hey whatever i'll do it in the show too um one of the points i wanted to bring up previously about the uh the repairability thing with it. I don't know, and I'm sort of curious about what a quote-unquote repairable machine means for reliability, like baseline mm-hmm. reliability. There's more moving parts. There's more options for opportunity sure. for something to go wrong, just in the baseline <laughs> configs. So um, I don't know. what the, I Honestly, I don't know. Uh, and it, that could go either way, and certainly repairable one. Well, I, think the I, would, I mean, the idea is that, yeah, that if something goes wrong with a component, you can swap that component out as opposed to with the MacBook with the MacBook Pro where your keyboard goes bad and you basically have to get an entirely new machine. Oh, so uh, that's obviously an extreme. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, like unseated RAM. Right. But uh, or, more, like, are, you, you know, are you introducing more problems mm-hmm. by yeah. making things more modular? And, yes, it's more repairable, but you've also introduced more problems in commence, right? Like the idea is yeah. you want those you want those ratios to be like – there are way more problems you can fix and fewer problems that you need to fix, but oh, yeah. there's a chance yeah, that they go up yeah. in proportion, in which case then really yeah. you haven't solved anything other than people feeling better about it. Right. Right. Which, you know, that's again, that's a vector of success at the same time. But, you know, I, I honestly just don't know what the answer is and I'm not sure it's, it's so clear cut. And so, I don't know yeah. if those things like if that there's no there is no scenario in which the success of the Mac Pro, to my mind, means apple will be like well this went great let's build a cheaper mac that also has this modulate right like there's no no, there's no no, no. through line that makes that make sense because if it does great then they're like great we don't need to change anything because we're selling this really expensive computer to a lot of people and if it doesn't do great they're definitely not going to make a cheaper one that's also modular because nobody bought the more expensive one right like you're you're screwed both ways in that one so i i certainly don't hold your breath (laughs) it's the fabled x mac Yes, thing, the X-Mac. Right? where it basically Indeed. it's just a desk it's effectively a mini that's somehow bigger and more like a i would guess people want it to look like uh like an old g3 right uh, like one of the right. old beige ones but obviously white these days but with like a little panel you can take down and slot Steel. in drives and that kind of thing space gray and it's like God, that's uh, they're the i think the market for that's small i think the opportunity for complication is large I just I don't I don't think it's been a sweet spot that the companies wanted to address since we were originally talking about that back in what like 2001. Yeah, back when this podcast first started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, what else is going on? We're basically at the end of the year. I think this may effectively be yeah. our last show of the year. We'll see. There might I think be, so. I think this is it though. So, you know, I don't know. You want to look back on 2019? Anything really <laughs> no. amazing happen? Okay. Technologically. <laughs> fire. Yeah. I'd really rather just move on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to talk about 2020? What do you want in 2020? I did that? not get a new phone this year. <laughs> oh, man. Well, next year you get three. So Next year I'm going to – it seems like I might have to get two. 
Well, I mean, hey, I, I think there's some interesting questions about what 2020 might bring. I The thing that I was thinking about as I was writing up a, a column is... Um, so this year was like huge on services, right? You know, Apple, Apple News Plus, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade. Um, I'm kind of interested to see because Apple seems like it's taken a very throw a lot of pricing strategies at the wall and see what works approach, right? Like uh, we're going to use a variety of different price points. We're going to give away a year of service on Apple TV Plus to people who bought new hardware. Uh, recently... They did a, um, I think it was after the uh, Black Friday, they did like a three-month Apple News Plus subscription that was kind of quiet, where it's like if you signed up on that one or two days, you could get three months of Apple News Plus for free, which I did hmm. just because I was like, I'll try it out. I've basically not used it. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, yeah. I, there, there's a lot of different approaches there because, you know, these aren't going to be the last services we see. Uh, but the one thing they haven't really tried is a bundle, which I'm kind of intrigued to see. Uh, if that's something that they might consider because you know pricing it's very flexible for them they have a lot of freedom to try stuff that not every company has right like especially if it's sort of your make or break product is we are a subscription service that's all we do but apple has money coming in from tons of places they can afford yeah, to say especially especially mac pro ram that mac pro ram let me tell you <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> phil schiller is eating out on that ram right there oh yeah <laughs> But yeah, I think it was, and then this week too, there was a thing where they, um, uh, you can buy a yearly subscription to Apple Arcade now for, I think it's the cost of like 10 months for a year's worth. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I feel I was like. I kind of wondering if I was going to do that or not. Again, because uh, getting back to our conversation, I think last time, I just, I haven't been playing that much stuff on Apple Arcade. Same. I haven't been playing that much stuff, period. But yeah, same. So it's not, I know it's, it's not really a knock against Apple Arcade per se, but it's just. Okay, am, I, am I getting my money's worth out of this subscription? I've been very happy with the quality of the games. Yeah. To yeah. be honest. Really I just haven't. So. I don't know if it's time or interest or what, but I just haven't been doing it. And that's one reason I think like a bundle might be compelling, right? Like the same way that your mm-hmm. your cable company like makes you take phone service when you get internet and TV. It's like, I don't really want this, but it's cheaper if I have yeah. it. So like right. you get a lot of options for people paying for things, even if they don't are like, well, maybe I'll play some games, right? Like maybe that's worth you know the the however if i pay them 20 bucks a month and i get music and games and news and tv or whatever maybe mm-hmm. that's worth it i don't know I, I i would not be surprised to see them try it at some point if they felt like this is something that might bring in more yeah. subscribers yeah. i would think i would think that they're going to do it but you know we'll see <laughs> i don't know i think that's one of the it's it's like trying to guess what they're going to yeah. name, some, name something it's like whatever that gets <laughs> right that right. gets decided so far up the the chain that forget it you know like i think it's interesting and and i think that's people clamored for it but um if you bundle it you necessarily feels like a bigger price right true yeah i yeah. mean just I, obviously it's not going to be the full price of all the individual services but at least selling it sort of a la carte you can, uh, but it's like I, I already. I mean, I I paid the one thing that I pay for and use the heck out of is Apple Music. And, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Currently, sort of... currently, I'm using TV Plus a lot too because there's there are some shows on there that I like. I think for all mm-hmm. all mankind has been consistently good and and is mm-hmm. you know one of the one is the, I guess that right now that's the only one that I'm consistently watching because I blew through Dickinson, which was dropped at the beginning. You know, the whole thing was dropped at the beginning. Yeah, but I um, I really enjoyed that. I don't think we've yeah. spoken about that before. I've heard you no, yeah, sing I mean, its praises before. Not technically yeah. a superhero. 
Yeah, so. <laughs> she kind of she is in my heart, though. So. Yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, almost. But, you know, yeah. it's just it's not that quite. spectral carriage and everything. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. it. No, I think, it's a, I think it's a great show. I, I love the heck yeah. out of it. And, um, yeah. and uh, also, uh, For All Mankind is, has been solid. So. Yeah, I, 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 I so paying so paying for you know like I would you know I'm already paying 15 bucks for music and if I could just pay I don't know 20 I would certainly do it for 20. Well, that's what it yeah. that's what it costs. No, but what I mean is no, I would do I would in. do like a bundle. Right, but my point is it's five dollars per month for Apple TV. So you're getting that. The question is, could you get something else on top of that? Like if they if you pay 20 bucks and they yeah, but that, arcade, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that would, it would be the bundle would be Apple TV, Apple TV. I mean, sorry, Apple Music, Apple TV Plus and um, news, news, clearly news. Oh, yeah. Well, then yeah, I'll throw news in because nobody's <laughs> buying news. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the Might other well thing, give it to me. Well, so, well, hey, I think they I mean, they're trying to do a good job. Right. So and giving money to newsrooms is sort of important uh yeah i you know i don't know if this is a particularly great vector for it but uh, you know in general i think paying for news is not a bad paying for news is good right. i don't think the way that apple is doing it is really panned out for anybody sure, sure. Yeah, yeah that's a different that's a different thing i just it's i don't worth want a to... shot that it's not it's not it's not where it needs to be but you know there, yeah there's i just don't want to be like there. I just don't want to poo-poo the idea of actually paying for news. Like, no, no, there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah. It's this particular product. <laughs> yeah. Like, why so pay the for other that th- when you can pay for the individual newsrooms and, like, the, you know, there's so much stuff you don't get with Apple News is the problem. It's so a lot of money for stuff you don't want. Right. So that's kind of where I'm going. It's like the, um, if you bundle everything, then it makes it more difficult to know which ones are actually successful and which ones aren't. Although, obviously, you've got download numbers and all kinds of stuff. But Yeah. Like, right. if you... If you'd like the, each individual service to stand on its own, it makes sense to at least for a year or two maybe to mm-hmm. have them broken out, so you could figure out if is like is this a decent business by itself? Yeah, and then wind it down. And it's easier, I think, to wind down something. Let's say I don't want to I don't want to crap on anything, but let's say Apple News <laughs> is a, a less popular one, and then they can wind that down. If it's part of a package, it becomes harder to remove that. In the package, I think. True. Yeah. Well, speaking of paying for things, just because it, it is, it's a, it's a perceived value loss, right? That's so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Speaking of paying for things, the holidays are here. Mm. That's your warning. Oh That's, man, which oh, is a warning God. that I, I gotta need. go, guys. I gotta go. I got some shopping. <laughs> I know. Well, guess what I'm doing right after this podcast. But this year, give yourself the gift of extra money in your pocket. Pay off your credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Roll your high-interest credit card payments into just one payment at a lower fixed rate. Lightstream's credit card consolidation loans have rates as low as, here we go, ready for this? 5.95% APR with AutoPay. So go go check your other credit cards and see what the, including the card from the company that we talk about mostly on this podcast, (laughs) because it's probably not 5.95% APR. So you could save thousands in interest. Plus, there are absolutely no fees, no application fees, no origination fees, no transaction fees, no prepayment penalties. The application is so quick and easy, you can apply right from your phone. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. And I have spoken previously on this podcast about the many benefits of consolidating your credit card debt, and uh, I was stupid to not have done it sooner. Um, but I was smart to have finally done it. And uh, if you have credit card balances that are 
outstanding and you keep just paying the minimum month to month, consolidate them because you don't want to, I mean, credit card companies are terrible people. So <laughs> you don't want to be sending them more money, right? So send, pay as little as you possibly can. And that's how you can do this is with a credit card consolidation loan. So just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound. <laughs> Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. What else happened? What else happened? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, did you see that uh, Vitici released this? Oh, his up- monster oh. shortcut thing. <laughs> this is his, uh, not his first take of this either. He's done this before. I think this is like the latest upgraded version of. He's done a few shortcuts that were like music related. I thought yeah. this was an upgraded version of the one that he had put out previously. Okay. I had not seen it previously, I guess, um, but I did get it this time, and it looks good. It looks like there's several things in it that I'll probably... Oh, yeah, this does even more. Basically, it's even... It's like a supercharged version. Like, he started out with, like, experimenting with music ones, and it looks like this does, like, a whole bunch of stuff in one, which is, I find, hilarious. Can you explain to me and your... First, while audience, what's uh, <laughs> what? So, what is it? It's a, it's a basically a, a suite of tools that will let you do automated actions. Yeah, it's called operating. Music Music Bot, and okay. it's a um, let's build as an all-in-one Apple Music Assistant powered by shortcuts. So, so um, and cool. it has like different like it has so you can play automatically shuffle certain playlists and. What are some of the other features? Um, you can do a genius mix shuffle. Uh, it'll look up um, things that were recently added, top songs of the year, songs by decade. Uh, That's cool. Just a whole bunch of different um, things that. It, so it makes it easier to do these things because, like, a lot of times finding this stuff in Apple Music is a, kind of a pain in the ass, and mm-hmm. this puts like commonly used things that you might want quickly in one place. It's interesting. It's, it's cool. Because I you know, I love that on the one hand, I, I will I will uh kind of you know <laughs> nudge Vatici and say like maybe he should just be a developer at this point. But on the other hand, <laughs> I know it's born out of his love for shortcuts. And so I respect right. I, I respect that that like he is so deep into the shortcuts that he's like, Maybe I can just build essentially kind of an entire app <laughs> via shortcuts. Yeah. It practically uh, is, yeah. Yeah. I encourage him to keep doing that. If he gets excited enough that he needs uh, a framework or like a like a more app thing around it, he can he can go there. It's certainly within his capabilities, I think. Uh, even though he swears blind, he's not a developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's good. I think it's great to have power users doing interesting stuff. I think that's what made Hypercard yeah. cool. You know, I think yeah. That's we, what were just, it, we were just we were just talking right? about we were talking about shortcuts last week, I think, and how. For me, anyway, it it seems so obtuse that I've never really figured out how to use it. So it's great that he's mm-hmm. done it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think having, um, I mean, the quickest way to kill something is to uh, have it be cool and then not have anybody sort of take it up and become a champion of it. Yeah. And uh, so, but it's cool. I'm I'm glad it's that flexible, and I'm glad he's pushing it to those kind of limits because I think it's. Um, I think it's a fascinating system, and I'm, I'm 
happy yeah. that, that Apple. Right. Well, then, yeah, and I think them. that's what we yeah. that's what we we were talking about last week is how it's um, seems like it's powerful and there's a lot of potential there. But at least me, I wasn't sure exactly what to do with it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, actually, I'm. I, I type code for a living, and <laughs> uh, I still am a little lost when it comes to shortcuts. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know how it works, but it's like I just I don't have the 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 interest, I guess, to sort of figure out mm-hmm. how to map the way I think about problems onto the way that shortcuts sort of ex- wants you to think about problems. Yeah. And to see, yeah. to see Vitici be able to string it all together like a, like a maestro is, you know, that's impressive. I, it's I always struggle to deal with the, the trade-off between like the, um, uh, the immediate versus the delayed, right? Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I find myself doing this task all the time. If I made a, a automated way to do this task, I would save myself time in the long run but I'm going to have to spend a lot of time immediately up front, yeah. to, up front to make that happen. Like I even think about that. I was sending out emails for some podcasts to like the people on the podcast. I was like, God, God why isn't this just a, like a, you know, like a text expander snippet I have or something. It's like, ah, oh, then I have to go get text expander. I have to install it. I have to figure out how to use it. I have to figure out. How to, and like, I could do all of those things, but it takes me 30 seconds to write this email. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's going to need to be a while. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm bad at that trade-off. It's the marshmallow problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just eating all the marshmallows. I'm eating them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I know what the marshmallow problem is. but you know, Oh, it's I'm, you give a kid, yeah. a, it's like you put a marshmallow in front of a kid or something. Dad, oh, and you do it, eat it now or later. Is yeah, it, it's yeah. like a d- yeah. delayed, delayed yeah. gratification. You eat it now, yeah. you get a marshmallow. But if you don't eat it now, you get two marshmallows later. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, I'd eat it now because two marshmallows, I'd feel like a little sick after that, I think. <laughs> so. I think the answer is you punch the guy giving you the choice and then you take all the marshmallows. Just take all the marshmallows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> yeah, that's why they do it on children so that, you know, less you risk just of physical violence. Hand, on their, hand yeah. on their head and then you can just swing, yeah. swing wildly at you. At yeah. yeah. <laughs> that works great. There's no problem there. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I, I was just looking at it. First of all, I, I just installed it, and the funny thing about it is that so Apple makes you in to prevent you from installing malicious shortcuts, you have to essentially review it and go and like hit a button. And of course, yeah. <laughs> it's a big red button. There's like seven hundred actions in Teachy's shortcut, so you have to like scroll all the way to the bottom. And so right. I'm like, I'm not reading any of this. This is yeah, actually not like, useful in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I yeah, did read a, it, I wouldn't understand it. <laughs> that's a very difficult problem to yep. solve. Right? Yep, that's like, a tough one. So, I mean, I guess maybe you could analyze what actions get used and then say, look, these are the things it can possibly do. But due to the flexibility of the system, I don't even know if you could do that. Like, you well, what do they a, consider you, you, a trusted? What do they consider a trusted source? Got to come from thing. the gallery, like, the shortcut gallery that Apple curates, essentially. So, I mean, essentially, okay. it would have so been, we could get into that. Yeah, yeah, if you got into that, uh, yeah. then yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you have a similar issue with the uh, playgrounds, right? Yep. Yeah. You can um, down, download a playground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like uh, the other thing is, like, you know, I built shortcuts. I think the most complicated shortcut I've built has like. Mm, a dozen actions in it and then you look at like his has 781 uh jason snell's made a few uh for that he shared with me for doing stuff on the six color site and like one of those is like 40 actions <laughs> it's like wow i just don't have the patience to spend all this time like creating and debugging something um it's great it's great that they exist i just yeah. i'm i'm 
dead. I'll spend hours upon hours uh, in a like command line shell trying to set up stupid software. <laughs> but yeah, shortcuts. Nope, not so much for some reason. It's weird. I don't really understand it myself. I get well. The thing that's funny. The thing that I find funny is that I can't identify. I'm having a bad time identifying the things that I do repeatedly because he has identified some of the things that I do re- repeatedly that I didn't even realize could be done better. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's that's partially not being able to identify what I do repeatedly and partially not knowing what shortcuts can do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Well, I can I I can identify what you do repeatedly, John. You do this show. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that off- offline. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get you need a shortcut that analyzes the show and pulls out the links for the show notes is what you need. <laughs> I guess I better talk to Vatici. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing it yourself, that's for damn sure. No, I can't. <laughs> I think we've already established that. I need a shortcut to build other shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no, we've created Skynet. <laughs> the Vitici shortcut. The Vitici shortcut, that's right. We put Vitici into the very Tron <laughs> style. We put him into the machine. <laughs> there was an app floating around this week. I don't know if you grabbed it before it went away. Uh, the app that turned your iPhone into an iPod. Oh yeah, no. right. Yeah. Basically, Why did that go away? The one with the, oh, it, the was it like, Apple, oh, was it Apple like just it. hopelessly ripped off? Like it was 100%? Yeah, well, yeah, it looked right. It looked just like an iPod. Yeah. Basically, okay. you know, it, it, it turned it into a like, it was an app that you launched on your iPhone and it gave you the old like click wheel like interface and stuff for playing. I always kind of wanted that on my phone anyway. Yeah, like, I, to be honest, like the first iPhone came out for it. it believe me, it changed my world. It's amazing. I have no complaints. But it wasn't as good an iPod as the original iPod. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, 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 I do miss that like dedicated function sometimes, but it is the trade off is hard to argue. Oh yeah. No, of course not. But still, because I mean, I think Steve even called it like our best iPod yet. And while I was completely blown away by the device, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I the mean, coolest thing about it is the, the springy uh, scroll view. That was awesome. But, <laughs> But I, think I for remember me, being, it was difficult to skip songs. It was first. difficult to do a lot of things. I mean, do you remember how much time they spent on uh, CoverFlow? Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't they just, they hired the guy that, like, somebody wrote that and they hired the guy and put it everywhere. Yeah. It was and not nobody, useful. And nobody liked it. <laughs> it wasn't. I liked it, the wasn't, jobs. it wasn't. I liked it. I right. it was cool. It looked cool, but it, I didn't find it particularly usable on the iPhone. I think it was the right thing to do for the iPhone. I really do. Mm. And you were right. I don't think it was particularly usable, but I think it looked amazing. It did look amazing. And when you pulled it out of your pocket and you had like all of those like skeuomorphic things and like that crazy cover flow view. Yeah, you would flip through all your there albums. Was, yeah. There was, there was a like if somebody sees you using that, there is no doubt that that's the future. There, like it's, it's mind blowing, especially at the time. I do. You know what? I do think a lot in the last... I've been thinking a lot in the last few weeks about the technology I use now and how I would have viewed it, you know, 20 years ago or something. If I like went back in time to tell myself like, all right, I think the most recently I was at the gas station and I paid for my gas using my Apple watch because it had like a, a reader. And I was like, man, let me think about going back in time 20 years and telling myself that someday you will live in a future where <laughs> you don't even need to pull out your credit card. You just use your little watch that does all this other crap and you could just hold it up to the, the gas pump and boop, you're done. Like, I just, I think, 
I think it might have blown my mind. Also, I would have been like, I'm still buying gas. Like, yeah, <laughs> how I think so. I, really, yeah. right? right. That, that's the that's the worst part of it. Yeah, I I do that. I think about that all well, the time. Let me tell you who's president. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, no, I think about that all the time. Except my gas stores that that was shop across the street, but same same idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot of businesses here use it so much so that i frequently leave my house without my wallet at all and then i'm shocked to discover that oh you actually need a like a physical card it, it surprises me every time but yeah it's just one yeah. among many things that i i end up using like my gadgets to do on a daily basis where i'm like man it seems it's you know it's kind of the analog to the whole like uh, uh, uh boiling the frog thing right where it's like it's just because it's happened there were some periods of rapidness, but like because it's happened so gradually over the last twenty years, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. It's very different from being like, "Here I am from the future with my magical smartwatch," and everyone would be like, "That thing is fucking bullshit!" <laughs> like, there's no way that works. And you're like, "Well, you know, twenty years from now, we will have just evolved to that point." So it, yeah. I think we get very we get very jaded and we get very cynical about all the stuff that we use every day. When in fact, there's a lot of stuff that's really cool and really impressive. Uh, we're just very used to it because it's become part of our daily life. But I think if you yeah. took it out of context, you would be like, wow, this is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sort of of two minds of that. A, yeah, I mean, the stuff that we do now is bananas. It is it is crazy. And yet I appreciate, not that people take it for granted, but they have a critique. And they they come to expect a certain baseline of functionality when it's not meant. It's It's valid to complain about it. Like... You could sit there and complain. Uh, sorry, you could sit there and like say that, you know, it is just amazing that we have this at all in the first place. But I think it's a, it's a testament to human adaptability that you can have these mind-blowing devices and they integrate into your life so quickly that, you know, like the watch that we've had. Like, when did the watch come out? Like eight years 20, ago? Not even? The watch? The watch is like yeah. four years old? Yeah, four or five, yeah. I think it's five, right? Yeah, I or guess maybe so. it was announced. We're on five, series, five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's bananas. yeah because we're on series, we're on series five, so it's kind yeah. of yeah, it's crazy. A year. Yeah, and yeah. it's running like a little sixty-four bit computer. It's been a while, which is yeah. mind bending. Been a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, God, uh, Alex wasn't here. <laughs> uh, no, but it, I, it, I didn't mean to start that. Yeah, there's a, no, reason, there's a reason I didn't do this show for so long. <laughs> Getting a little long. Yeah, well, we started late, too. So. We're getting long, and the guy didn't even do the recap. Uh, yes. Zing. Hey, whoa, that is some cross-promotional synergy there. Yeah, year in review, year in review recap. Don't forget to turn in for Biff weekly on The Incomparable. I know, we interrupt a guy in the middle of a thought of no, I don't care. Who cares? But that who is cares? how this show rolls. There's enough. I said enough words that people are going to get the point. It's not like we're going to come to some sort of epiphany about like, yeah, man, that's really deep. Let's, I do like let, that every time we're approaching, even approaching an epiphany, somebody like pulls out the, the rug from right under yeah, you and then we just yeah, end yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's fun.